Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. This is John Fuller along with Dr. Greg Smalley. And Greg, you counsel a lot of couples, and I'm thinking that a lot of folks start off their marriages with expectations that it's all going to be easy and just natural, hand-in-glove kind of stuff. But then, oh, careers, buying a house, having kids, all kind of crowd in, and the marriage goes by the wayside. Is that pretty common? Very common. I think for most people, we pursue each other until after the wedding, and then we put the marriage on autopilot, cruise control, to be able to invest in all those things that that you talk about. And that's the actual formula for being in a roommate marriage. You know, marriage isn't self-sustaining. You have to nurture that along the way. Yeah. Well, we're going to hear some great insights about doing that very thing, nurturing and having a thriving marriage. Uh, Dr. Gary Chapman talked with Jim Daly, and he specifically addressed some of the challenges that happen when babies come along. Gary, so often, especially for young couples, uh, a wife that's feeling perhaps isolated or not connected like she once was with her husband, they may think having a baby will draw them closer together. So they're actually using the child as an opportunity to heal their marriage. Uh, That's probably not a good thing to do. A child never heals a marriage. If you think that having a child is going to draw the two of you together when you were not together before you had the child, you're mistaken. Hmm. You need to work on your marriage before you have the child because the child is going to be stress on the marriage relationship. It's not going to enhance it. It's going to make it more difficult. And let's be sure that people hear us. Children are a blessing. Absolutely. And we want to say that forthrightly. And any child, any time is a gift from the Lord. But you're cautioning couples to make sure that they're healthy. So that there's not greater havoc in that home, which so often, unfortunately, today ends in divorce. Yeah. And and let's face it. God designed marriage, husband, wife, and most marriages, children. So there has to be time to have a good marriage after you have children. Mm -hmm. It's God's plan, and there has to be time to do it. We have to make the time to have a marriage after we have the children, and to be good parents. Well, when you tie that again to the love languages, uh, let's say you have a spouse that their love language is time, and you add those kids in. I mean, this is chaos. Uh, John, you've got six kids. This is my house. You just described (laughs) it right there. So tell us, give us that scenario. What happens in your home? I think Dina Dina is absolutely a a quality time person. Mm -hmm. So how do you do it? How do you find time? Or is that a struggle? It it really is a struggle. And um, I think I didn't realize that that was a primary love language of hers until, uh, I don't know, three or four kids into this. And so we've We've been much more intentional in these past years, and it gets easier when you have a teenager and a, who has a cell phone, and now you have built-in babysitting. <laughs> you know, we've got coworkers, Jim. They've got two or three little kids, five, six years old or younger. There isn't a lot of free time there. That is a challenge. Um, you know, for us, when we were able to have built-in babysitting, that unlocked a regular yeah. date night. But uh, Dr. Chapman, talk to those couples that that hear what you're saying. But it's impossible. They're both working. They've got kids. They've got a lot of stresses. And a regular time to talk is just not going to happen. Yeah. Two things I would say. One is you have to make marriage a priority. In your mind, in your heart, you have to say to each other, our relationship is priority. Secondly, you have to put your money where your priority is. 
And that means that we're going to spend some money to hire a babysitter if we have to, to come in so we can go out. Use your money to build a relationship. You see, I find couples that are saving their money to build a house or buy a new car or whatever, and by the time they get around to the house or the car, they've lost the marriage. Mm. And a house is meaningless without a marriage. So you make marriage your priority, and then you put your money where your priority is, and you organize your life around that. That means you may sacrifice in some other areas, but we're going to make time for each other. Mm. And, uh, yes, when you have small children, you're going to have to get somebody from the outside to stay with those children a few hours. Now, it can be a grandparent. If they're close, that would be fine. That would be wonderful. (laughs) But sometimes you have to hire a babysitter to come in and stay with those children so you can get out. Mm. I'm smiling because as Gary Chapman is talking, I'm thinking about how a lot of new moms, there's nobody that meets the standard of good enough to take care of their firstborn child. I mean, this you can't do that. I, I've known couples that have never, ever had a getaway. I mean, they might have had a date night here or there, but they've never had a real honest-to-goodness weekend away because, you know, my kids are pretty special. Now, I don't want to step on any toes here, but it is easy to get sidetracked from taking care of the marriage once kids come along. And, Greg, why is that? Why is it so easy to to let that happen? Well, one of my favorite quotes I've ever read, someone said that we've seen the enemy of marriage— and they're little. <laughs> yes. I, I love being a dad, yeah. so don't don't it's hear me in thing. the wrong way. Yeah. I, I love being a dad. I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. But they take up a whole lot of time, a whole lot of energy, a whole lot of effort, and it can be hard in the midst of having one, two, three, four children to figure out, okay, how do we do all of that and do what it takes to raise our children and then on top of that work and on top of that strengthen our marriage along the way. John, I tell my children all the time that one, you will be leaving our home and I can't shocker and I love you, but I can't (laughs) wait till that happens. Cause me and your mom, we're going to keep on having fun. Like we used to before you came along (laughs) and Annie that bothers her. That's our 11 year old. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you walk around saying that a lot, like I can't wait till you leave so I can have fun again. I mean, obviously there's a negative parenting message there, but, but I want them to know that, that next to my relationship with God, that my next most important relationship is with their mom is with my wife. And they need to know that. And so, yes, Yes. tongue-in-cheek, and they'll tease me. But at the same time, you have to make that choice. Will your children be the center of your family, or will they be part of your family? Okay, there's a dynamic here that I'll just toss out. I've observed that for a lot of younger couples, kids come along about the time guys are trying to climb the ladder. Right. And the mom's motherly instinct is totally inward toward the kids. So there's a dynamic that just naturally there's a separation and a drift. How do we address that? You have to make a choice. What, what do you want? Because I hear a lot of parents, well, well, we'll do all that couple stuff when our kids leave or when I'm established in my career. And it it never happens. All of a sudden, your kids leave or you're establishing your career and you're living with a stranger that you don't know. And I've seen a lot of couples after that 25-year, 30-year marriage when they are actually empty nesting and able to have all that fun that they joked about, and they don't don't make it. Because they haven't been investing. They haven't been intentional. 
And, yeah. and that's why along the way you have to choose and you can either keep working or keep raising your kids full time. Or you can say, in addition to those things, we're, we're going to keep pouring into our marriage and do the little things and establish those little patterns of checking in with each other every day, having some fun, going out on dates when we can yeah. or watching a, a movie together. It, it's just, you have to decide what, what are the little things that we can do that's going to keep us strong. So when our children are gone and careers are, are, you know, winding down that man, not, not that, well, we can get to know each other then, but yeah. we're like, Oh my gosh, we're in so in love and look what we're going to be able to do now. Talk about the importance, Greg, uh, just as we close of having a relationship with a couple that might be a little further down the road, a mentoring couple to help us kind of keep grounded. I mean, podcasts like this, all the resources we have, they're great, but there's not a real substitution for relationships. And for wisdom and experience. And that's what that couple can offer perspective. They're able to look back and go, we love that we did this, do that, but we also regret we didn't do this. Or here were some challenges, or at least be a sounding board that you can say, we're facing this. How did you guys handle that? And and that's invaluable. Marriage is not a solo sport. It's a team sport. Yeah. And it takes a whole bunch of people in your life to keep your marriage strong. Well, you're going to find a lot of great resources, um, including a free download of the entire conversation Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Gary Chapman, uh, and also Dr. Chapman's book, Happily Ever After, and then uh, much, much more. Just check the episode notes for details and some starting points. And if you can, please make a donation to Focus on the Family. Uh, We're committed to providing resources. We need your partnership. Your financial uh, partnership makes a big difference in the impact that we have. And uh, when you make a gift of any amount today at the website, we'll make sure to send a copy of Dr. Chapman's book as a thank you gift. Well, next time uh, we'll be talking about ways a new couple can learn to be a better team. And for now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.